What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Making Sense Podcast. I go by the name Arnold. This podcast is for the people who, like me, love movies and TV shows and anime. We'll get into some conversation. We'll do movie reviews, TV show reviews, conversation revolving around the world of film. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. What up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Making Sense Podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to get into the review of Sony's latest superhero movie slash villain movie, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. I'll say this, I'll give you, I don't want to lie to nobody and give nobody a bias uh, when it comes to movies analysis or whatever opinion because i don't consider myself like a journalist to give like an analysis of movie i just i'm just an audience member with a platform and just talking giving you my impression of the movie so i'll say this this movie is not good at all like i would advise anybody obviously go ahead go to the movie theater support um the artists and the people making the art and support it if you like it but at the same time i feel like it is my duty to warn you that this is not a good movie. This this was actually a waste of my time. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, this was a waste of time. That movie was not good at all. I'm definitely gonna get into the review and give you details and informations and obviously explain my point of view. But first of all, the first movie was not good at all. Like, But the thing is, the beauty with that movie is like, this movie is, I, I, I didn't enjoy this movie so much that to a point that I actually think that the first one is better. And I genuinely think the, the first one was far beyond mediocre. I, I think the first one was garbage. And I'm just, <laughs> you have to call it spade a spade. I genuinely think that the first one was garbage. But still, the first one makes it like, makes this one looks like a freaking masterpiece. That's how bad this one is. So for those of you who don't really know, Venom Let There Be Carnage is actually released by the studio sony so it's a marvel character but it does it's not part of the mcu meaning it doesn't at least for now it's not really tied to anything that we've seen it's probably bound to change when spider-man no way home will be released but it's just independent from what's going on right now so venom was made by sony sony is the studio made the first trilogy you know with toby mcguire they also did the second one with andrew garfield the amazing spider-man one the the amazing spider-man two and they're also the same studio that wanted to make a solo aunt may movie so that already tells you anything you need to know to know about the studio they're the people who considered it was actually a great idea that they was never able to follow through thank god because spider-man the amazing spider-man 2 kind of flopped it wasn't like a commercial flop it was a critic flop that's why they rebooted it and they gave tom holland to play the new version of spider-man but that's the studio who wanted to make a solo movie about Aunt May. And to be honest, who cares about what Aunt May does any time a day? Like, I don't, I'm I'm someone, I never care. It's like, they made the show about Alfred, you know, Batman, not even Batman's enemy, not even Batman, because the show Gotham was made about the city of Gotham and all the rogues from Batman's, like, gallery or whatever you want to call it. 
and they actually made sense. It was a pretty good show because you kind of got a deep dive on the enemies, who were they, their background, the history, the story origin or whatever, the reason why they were, they were doing the stuff that they were doing. And even though at times it was a little bit corny, I did feel like it made sense. But making a show about freaking Alfred, the butler of Batman, like who? Like it's just I'm I'm one of those. I always wondering who got these ideas. Like who? Why would you even want to make a show about Alfred? But apparently, by the way, full disclosure, I'm just I like to be transparent. I've heard that the show is actually pretty good. But my thing is, I will never watch and waste a second of my time watching just as much as like. A TV show based on Alfred's life. I don't care about what he does. Anyway, going back to the movie, right? So, like I said, Sony was a studio who was trying to make like so many movies that they actually lost focus and focus on their main goal, making a great movie, and that's why they didn't work. So they have this partnership with the MCU with Disney, who hold the rights for most of the Marvel characters. And they were able to agree on putting Spider-Man to have a deal or a distribution deal or whatever it is. And they will agree to put Spider-Man in the MCU. But you got, they're also building on the side the whole universe. And Venom is supposed to be this one, right? So I'm not going to go into too much details because we're already five minutes in and I haven't spoken in the movie yet. But when it comes to Venom, the first movie, let me give you a real quick recap obviously spoilers ahead if you never watch it but the, the first movie was about how venom was created was an outcast in this like a planet or whatever and he came earth bonded with eddie brock played by the wonderful tom hardy and that's how we got to where we at in the second movie so the sequel is actually pretty successful as come like when it comes to like box office it's actually pretty doing pretty well Obviously, it's critically panned. Like <laughs> the movie is just like, like I said, it makes the first one look like uh, uh, I don't know, like just whatever the greatest movie that you watch. It's like ten times better compared to this one. This one's pretty bad, but it's it, it's like the, the the whole thing about just making this movie. It's like it's really bad, but it's it's so weird because you would think that knowing that Marvel Studio they gave pretty much the blueprint as to how to do. A successful superhero movie even though Venom is actually a villain but making a decent movie about a, a comic book character and people are still able to fumble it which is a little bit odd to me but yeah there's many plot holes in this movie you know the movie is really mediocre I didn't name the episode like let there I would actually I'm gonna be honest at first I wanted to call it let there be garbage because that's how really how much it's it's really trash like it's just I'm sorry I'm trying to tiptoe like I've been tiptoeing around the fact I think the movie is really whack and it's a waste of time it was a waste of my time so you know you should go ahead and make your own opinion but at the same time don't go watch that stuff like it's it's not worth you just wait until it's released on DVD buy the dvd or if it's on the streaming platform that you already subscribed to watch it on there but just don't go and waste your time and money but hey i just i give my disclaimer you could do whatever it is that you want so you would think that with that many with, with how because the first one like i said was successful when it comes to box office but it wasn't as much as like when it comes to critics and i know sometimes you know there's a huge departures between what Chris thinks and the actual audience and just because critics don't like a movie that doesn't mean that the movie is bad because sometimes audience do like it but it, it was a little different but when it comes to Venom 
they've really screwed the pooch on so many things like it's 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 this thing first of all when it comes to venom venom in the comics is supposed to be a villain i get it they were trying to balance it with him not being a full-blown villain and they just kind of gave him this this mantra about only eating bad guys so he's like more of an anti-hero than the actual villain which is fair enough you know you still if you make a dark movie about just a, a villain i don't think it's going to draw as many people that it would like normally so i i get that decision but when it comes to venom itself it's like the whole movie they, they're fighting like with this eddie brock played by tom hardy and by the way tom hardy is like the highlight of the movie he carried this movie even more than he carried the first one because the first one i felt like they, they had a little bit more the, the side characters that the supporting cast had a little bit of more structure like substance meaning there was a little bit more fleshed out you understood who was who what the story was when this one like it's just like this the side characters just horrible right so it, it it's full of like over the top humor about venom because like now venom is almost used like i said it's a symbiote that's supposed to be pretty much evil and eats people and they, they're trying to turn it into some type of comic relief like he's making jokes all the time sometimes like there's like two funny jokes in the whole movie and sometimes like yes it's funny but it gets to a point like sometimes it's like too much it's over the top like there's successive jokes and some of them jokes they don't really land you know like the the, the whole topic of the movie it's about an alien that invaded someone's body and makes him literally eat people so i, I get that it's a comic book movie you want to make it a little bit more light-hearted but still you still have to keep in mind that the whole background is pretty dark and i felt like by trying to make it so funny make it make venom like be like the, this funny guy and it was really corny like the scene when you see him being in the, like at this party and talking to the audience i was just like what is this that I'm watching like what is that i'm watching like i was really it really made me confused like i hated that part and also, it's like I said, it's a symbiote. So he's supposed to be a threat. But now, since he's supposed to be a reformed villain, he doesn't eat people. So by him not eating, even hurting people, he's pretty much comes off as harmless. And the whole point of making a movie about a villain, and yet you make him like seem like he's just this type, almost like a pet, to be honest, quite honest, almost like a pet. It was super disappointing and underwhelming when you look at the what Venom is supposed to represent. That now I know that at some point he's bound to cross path with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. So my thing is like, how is he gonna become? How would they go at odds against each other, or are they going to just be allies? Because at this point, I couldn't really see a reason for them to be like just like enemies. Because Venom is like low-key superhero. That's that's what's a little odd to me when you look at like the portrayal of how Venom is who Venom is supposed to be, right? I feel like it's it's a missed opportunity when it comes to showing the the literal struggle between Eddie Brock and Venom and the duality of those two characters trying to coexist in the same body, and yet that's really not what you get when you're watching the movie. It's like a one point like venom wants to eat people and eddie brock's like no we're not eating people and that's pretty much it like there is no complexity to the character and it's really 
like I said, Tom Hardy is someone, an actor that I actually really adore. Like, I really like him. He's able to showcase French. But when you put him in this box and he's trying to play like a goofy, like he's really playing like a goofy. He plays a goofy character who doesn't really know what he is saying. Like, it's just, he's, it feels like out of place for him, to be honest. Like, it's just like, the, the, both of them, they're low-key acting like uh, like an old couple. You see, like, always arguing over, like, stupid stuff. Like, it's pretty much it. And, yeah, it's just, like, the, the balance the, the balance between the two characters just really... I, I didn't, like... I, I wasn't feeling it, to be honest. And when it comes to Venom, Let There Be Carnage, the villain of the movie... And I'll definitely dedicate a whole part. We, we'll, we'll talk about Woody Harrison, um, Clayton's character. It was a miss if... Tom Hardy as Venom was a hit, Woody Harrelson as Carnage was a miss. It was, I don't know if it was a miscast, I don't know if it, it, it's just he doesn't come, like, comes off as, like, threatening, he doesn't come, he really comes off as not even crazy, not even, because, mind you, this is a serial killer we're talking about. He just, he, I don't know, like, let, like, we'll talk about it later, right? But let's talk about the, the supporting cast. Supporting cast is composed by Anne, who is... Eddie Brock's ex's girlfriend you saw in the first movie she kind of have quite the role and it was pretty interesting to see her but now in this movie you don't really understand that was only my thing like I genuinely didn't, didn't I was a little bit confused as to why she was in the movie the only point of her being the movie was for her to bring to be like the demoiselle in distress meaning being the, the, the woman that needs to be saved by the men and that's all she was it, there wasn't no character development. It wasn't like she had anything to do. Yeah, she carried Venom for like two seconds. But overall, the whole point of having her in the movie, it, it was just for her to be captured by Tarnish and held in like, and having Venom some type of motivation so he could go on and save her. Overall, the character was pretty flat to me. Just like her boyfriend, Scott. Scott was, he also was like supposed to be a comic relief. Uh, like type of punchline type character but again those two characters i was genuinely confused as to why they brought those two characters back in the movie because to me they were like useless not they, they were not only not intricate parts of the plot but also it didn't like there's those characters that have literal to zero backstory in this movie there is no evolution they're, they're pretty boring bland and just like i said those two characters many things in the movie don't work but those two characters i'm genuinely confused as to why they brought them back now you also have um francis barrison who is uh clayton wife or like girlfriend or whatever again same character almost zero backstory we know that they met when they were kids they grew in love or whatever and she got some type of powers we don't know if she's a mutant we don't know if she's a a superhuman or just like uh, someone who's enhanced ability we don't know we just know that she has like a scream like black canary that's pretty much all we know about her in the movie and again Clayton goes on save her and they're just supposed to break havoc in the town but it's just like it, it felt if it, it felt like so just so much nonsense like so much nonsense in that movie i was just watching i was like what again what was she doing in the movie why is she evil while she was like in the secret facility that you saw in the amazing spider-man 2 the ravencroft institute 
but you don't know if they were experimenting on her. Like we, you don't like I said, there's so many questions that were like that felt like unanswered in that movie. And that's my thing. I don't even want to know the answer to those questions. Like I, I'm genuinely I, I was watching the movie and I was like why am I even like here? I'm <laughs> be honest. Like, I just, what, why am I even even here? But yeah, overall, again, another supporting cast that don't uh, supporting character. Sorry, that don't work. Again, you have the detective, a detective who's given a backstory as far who he is, but like super late in the movie, we figured out towards the end of the movie that he was one of the god. They were like the last part of his hearing when francis who is the ex-girlfriend even when i'm trying to say it doesn't like it's so f confusing but basically he was one of the gods who lost part of his hearing trying to transport uh, clear's ex-girlfriend in uh the the institute right so he's a cop he i guess he doesn't really like eddie brock um you don't really know why it's not really explained i guess he feels like he was trying to take his shine. It was the, resolving the, the case could have been a step of his career. I, I mean, that's what I got from the movie. But yet again, no backstory aside from him interacting with the character in the beginning of the movie. We don't really understand his motives and what he does in the movie. And that's, like I said, again, pretty confusing and pretty bland character. Now, the, the, let's talk about my main problem, the main issue in the movie. Uh, the villain Carnage. So to me, the whole point of that movie was to introduce the character of Carnage to the audience as like a real threat. In the first movie, you had Venom and Riot, and Riot was quite the threat, but he wasn't in the comics. Carnage is literally a force to be reckoned with. He's a dangerous. He's a killing machine. He's really dangerous, a real threat, right? So this whole backstory in the comics, like. You should literally, when you introduce a character like this, it, there should be like a real life um, effect and you should, he's supposed to transpire power. He could take actually both Spider-Man and Venom in the comics. The, there's the, the, the only way, the first time Carnage appeared, the only way they were able, that he was able to be defeated, it was by Venom and Spider-Man both teaming up to destroy him, right? So, but in this movie, he's portrayed by Woody Harrison, and he doesn't really feel like a threat. Like whether it's a, as a human, like I said, Clay is, is supposed to be a serial killer, right? He's already a threat. So if you add an actual symbiote to him, he should be a super threat, right? Because he's already a serial killer. It's like imagine freaking Charles Manson gets the power of Superman, right? We will any maybe not all of us. Some of you guys will be fine, but anybody will call it like we're out. Like just like he'll just like take any type of like that's that's what I'm saying, right? Clear is is so, supposed to be someone who's already dangerous, and because he gets contact with like uh, Venom, like Venom's blood or what like Eddie Brock's blood, now you see you kind of have like a super threat. And yet, in the movie, he's not really portrayed like he's pretty much one-dimensional. Like he doesn't really feel like a threat. Um, you give like they kind of give him like a love story that don't really make sense as to why. You don't really understand why how they kept in touch. If they kept in touch, you don't understand because you know she was supposed to be dead. So how does he know that she's not dead? So that again didn't really make sense. Um, you don't really have a type. Of, 
he wants like carnage wants to kill venom because he's his father but you don't really they don't really explain why he wants to kill him why he wants to kill his father because in the planet where they're from that's pretty much one of the tradition when it comes to the symbiote but none of that none of that stuff is quite like it's talked about in the movie again the relationship between Cletus and Eddie that was teased at the end of the first movie it doesn't really it's not carried on in that movie you don't understand why he specifically chose Eddie Brock it's not like he had any type of passion for his prior work or whatever you don't really understand why he decided to just take him as like, like reporting why he wanted to confess all these crimes to him we don't really know so that whole relationship you don't really have any type of chemistry between the two characters even as antagonists like there isn't it's almost like they both of them are part of a, a different movie right it's like a, Eddie Brock is doing this thing on this side Cletus is doing this thing on this side and at the end they have to clash but, but, but without no real like process of thought as to why they're refining right which was again another confusing point i'll say this and this is one of the positive the way they did when it comes to the animated like the not the animation but the portrayal the the special effects i felt like it was pretty much an accurate and a really he was really great looking when it comes to carnage if you look at how he, he was supposed to look like in comics i felt like they pretty much ace that part before the rest it was like so underwhelming like just carnage like comes off as a little bit like corny and goofy he wants to it's like cletus and him again you don't really understand like if they have any type of bond they clearly don't have any type of bond because you see how they react towards the end and he tries to kill his wife so they clearly don't have any type of he doesn't like carnage doesn't really have any type of allegiance to cletus but still, like, is this this whole thing, he really feels like a victim of this whole thing. And he's just trying, it's like, you want us to feel sorry for him, yet he's a serial killer. Like, yes, he was abused as a kid. I mean, I mean to, my whole thing was, again, it was a miss. I don't, maybe it was a, a miscast, because I do like Woody Harrison. But in that movie, I don't feel like he was believable in any way, shape, or form as being, like, a serial killer or as being a threat. I don't know if you put that on how he was written in the movie. I don't know if you put it on the performance. Anyway, it just doesn't work. Like, it, it really doesn't work. And now that I've, like, pretty much finished talking about the movie, the one question that comes out is, where do we go next? So, it's not no spoiler, but, you know, if you watch, if you listen to the episode, I will assume that you watch the, the movie in Carnage. In, in At the end of the movie, you see Venom pretty much being transported in the in the universe where the actual spider-man from the mcu lives right so you don't really know what's going to happen next you know you have spider-man spider-man no way home is around the corner so is venom bound to make a cameo in appearance do we know if venom because morbius is also about to come out so if they either they said that they're building this spider-verse or whatever of villains like this the rogue gallery of uh, spider-man to be honest i don't have any type of interest watching those movies i don't feel like sony is good when it comes to making superhero movies especially for spider-man they have a couple good ones but now that the mcu is around i don't really feel like i'm going to waste my time trying to watch anything that they do i don't really care to be honest um mobius yes the trailer was released but it's pretty 
it's this is my only criticism right it's not only my main criticism is like it feels really like it it feels the movie felt rushed and so much i felt like they should have put a little bit more efforts when it comes to building the character of venom putting being portraying him to be a little bit more complex a little bit more savage because we're still doing uh we're still it's still a movie about a villain but the problem was they're trying to make him so like such an anti-hero to the point that he's not a villain but he's not a hero either he's like this weird hybrid and that was a painful watch i'm gonna be honest like venom let there be carnage was really bad to me i did not enjoy it if you just go on go watch it make your own opinion but to me that was 100 a waste of time so i hope you guys enjoyed the movie i was a little bit harsh but that's really how i felt so you know anyway peace well that's it for today folks thank you so much for listening to this episode of the making sense podcast i hope you guys enjoyed listening to it if you have any type of question if you want to leave a review i am available on apple Podcasts, on amazon music as well deezer spotify pod chasers if you haven't done so please guys go ahead and subscribe and share if it's the type of content that you like so yeah thank you so much for the support and have a great day